Hi, and welcome to another episode of Escape's Corner. Uh, today's episode is uh, a, uh, let's say, a team uh, episode where we go through a theme that is very relevant right now about uh, how to use the lockdowns to your benefit. And um, I hope you like this. These are some good uh, implementations you can think about, not only during lockdowns, but when you have general setbacks. So, um, yeah, happy listening and uh, see you later. All right, uh, welcome to uh, Escapist Corner um, episode 355. <laughs> no, I don't know what, what episode this is, but uh, today we have a bit of a different episode. We're here in the media centers of uh, the Escapist CrossFit <laughs> uh, men's locker room at the moment, uh, so we can have some privacy uh, recording this. Uh, with me, I have uh, Rebecca Fox. Hi. Uh, and uh, yeah, Rebecca, uh, tell, tell us who, who you are and uh, what we're doing today. Yeah, so hi, I'm Rebecca, and um, I'm originally from Canada, and I've been in Berlin since... Legally 2013, we won't get into what was happening before then, but um, I'm here and I've... I want to know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different podcast. Um, and um, I've been part of the escapist community for two years now. In that time, I've kind of gone through a big transition in terms of my career and recently I've um, become a transformational life coach and um, I also did my level one in September and um, and before that at the beginning of the first quarantine in March I started the precision nutrition uh, certification so kind of had a busy year but I'm here now and you know, we're going to talk about, you know, lots of interesting things today. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you, yeah, so you've gone through all these uh, different, um, yeah, this huge transformation and so on. What did you do before this, just so the audience can... Yeah, so I would sing and dance and act. <laughs> I was a musical theater performer, um, mainly a singer. I did every musical you could ever imagine um, in Canada and New York, where I, I studied in New York. Um, and yeah, kind of started working at a high level from a really young age at about five or so. And when I graduated high school, I went to New York, studied there and then continued working, um, moved to Toronto, worked there um, as always as a musical performer. Um, and decided that I didn't want to do it anymore after being here a few years in Berlin. Um, I wasn't fighting for it the way that I used to and decided to, you know, change what I wanted to do and go towards something that was more fulfilling for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think many many of us have kind of similar stories and uh, not everyone but um similar stories in in um 
you know, finding something that transforms us. It might be CrossFit. It might be something else. Uh, it might be, you know, dancing. Mm-hmm. For some people, they discover that when they grow old. <laughs> uh, we're not old yet. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but um, uh, getting more mature, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are we doing today, Rebecca? Well, today uh, we're going to be talking about something that's very relevant to our, you know, our worldly climate right now, which is um, how to use a lockdown or setbacks in life. Um, How do we benefit from them? How do we use them to work on the things that maybe we, you know, often neglect and how we can, you know, perhaps change some patterns so that's where we're going to start today with many different elements of that. Sounds good. It sounds like uh, something I've, uh, I've wrote something about. <laughs> it does sound like something you wrote about very recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. Um, so where, where do we start? So the first one, which is incredibly important, they're all incredibly important, but we're going to start with um, the relationships in your life and keeping your contacts close and so the the first question i want to ask is how can how can you keep your contacts close in a time in a time like this where you know we're specifically asked not to gather in in groups uh exactly and i I think it's a it's very important for people to to gather uh it's very important for us uh, like psychologically but our entire health depends on if we are staying connected with people Mm -hmm. uh and all science says you know you can be the healthiest brick on earth but if you don't have friends you're 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 gonna die (laughs) young (laughs) basically and um yeah, we um, uh, like in, in these conditions and right, right now we have the lockdown, but I think this can happen uh, many times in, in your life where you are in, in a busy, uh, busy work period or something is happening. Maybe you have like a huge pivot in your life with, uh, with your family or uh, whatever. Uh, you're, you're moving away, you're starting a university or, uh, yeah things happen mm-hmm. and um the social connections are super important and the uh, the benefit of like today is of course we can do so much um via virtual and so on so uh, of course um like have virtual stuff uh, if you can however this is kind of the the caveat is that so many of us are i don't know kind of tired of the screen uh, yeah we're fatigued from uh, and condi- like we're conditioned uh watching our screens all the time mm-hmm. and uh, this uh i think builds up some resentment uh, within us so mm-hmm. i think just a simple damn call is so much uh, uh has so much value mm-hmm. so i i try to coach people into doing this almost like a daily ritual right now when you don't you don't see your colleagues Mm -hmm. you're constantly just uh, communicating over slack or email or uh, whatsapp but no like real interaction so um yeah call call someone you you know a good friend 
that you might call every day anyway but um, also think outside the box maybe and call someone you don't call that often and um, I think this is the like super easy things we can do and they actually do a lot to fulfill us so for example if I ask you when did you talk to your granddad last time uh, probably summertime probably summertime and we we would we would um, zoom but I do I do receive phone calls from them every now and then and actually I think my grandparents and my father are the only people that still actually leave like voicemails and that's a really nice thing to hear actually to hear a voicemail because we don't hear them so often we usually leave you know like a um, a voice text um, but to see that somebody's call you miss the call and you get a voice message I mean that's it's old school now for us yeah. but it's kind of nice it is yeah um, I mean, speaking of old school, these, these, this is also things that we can also do is just send a letter. Yeah. Uh, a handwritten letter, letter um, to actually show that you put some thought into it, some care. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm best at this, but definitely something I, I've, I have done and I value too when, when I get something. And... Um, it has so much more value than a text message yeah. and um, um, what I wanted to get to with this kind of the, the call thing is that so so often too when we have like busy relationships all the time is that we are constantly busy with um, superficial um, relationships mm -hmm. but uh, the the ones that really really matter in life uh, which are usually the ones that are, you know, with the closest ones in your family or so. You're not connecting with them. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I've seen this multiple times as like people that are super, super active with everything. But at home, like there, it's a broken connection yeah. with, with between the, the parents or if they're between the siblings or something like mm -hmm. that. So just to take up that kind of battle in one sense because mm -hmm. i think people try to refuse to take those battles because they're i don't know feeling disappointed uh by the parents or whatever but this is always the things that come up when people uh go to the psychiatrist or if they're at um uh, their, their deathbed it's yeah. always about their you know um yeah their life uh, connections and the close connections and they regret they didn't have closer connections so yeah we can use this time to yeah i think we we, strengthen those. we take our, our relationships uh for granted often you know with 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 friends and i think um what this year has given us is an opportunity to deepen in to kind of look at ourselves and look at our, our relationships and really figure out what what do we want from them um, how much of ourselves do we want to give you know to the people in our life yeah. so yeah, all right let's let's move on to the to the next topic um, eating habits oh yeah so the the first question I have is you know, during this time where our, our schedules can be, you know, very different than what we're used to, is what is the benefit here? What is the benefit of 
of of having a change in our schedule yeah uh, most people don't like change <laughs> and um now we're forced to change and uh, um i i think basically what what is super super easy at this point is of course like when it comes to eating habits it's just to actually you can pick out exactly when you want to eat and what you're going to eat and you just order that if you bulk order that prep prep your food and everything everything is ready at home and you mm -hmm. can you can go now this is easier said than done um and uh yeah we've seen this in last lockdown we've seen this lockdown that people are rather pivoting into bad habits mm -hmm. uh just eating pizza they're you know snacking constantly and uh basically being bored uh mm -hmm. is, is one reason too for this kind of bad behavior uh happening and maybe you know comforting yourself a bit about the stress this this uh situation is giving uh on many like work-wise and so on so you they are you know trying to comfort themselves with 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 uh you know tasty stuff mm -hmm. and um but yeah, this is an opportunity to actually rethink and reframe uh, your thinking of how can I use this time? Like we say the lockdown is going to be four weeks. No, it's going to be 12 weeks. But, you know, as long as this lockdown goes, you are going to be doing this mm -hmm. X, whatever it might be. And um, you stick to it and you have full control of it. There is no, no one from outside going to control you or you're not going to be dependent uh, as much on you know uh scheduling traveling and stuff like that so all those excuses are, are gone and um uh, i had s s some something in the back of my mind too when it comes to that is um yeah people are um they have the best opportunity right now but yeah uh, there's a lack of information also and mm. what should i actually do what should i eat and so on so obviously i understand this is a, a huge problem even though i think we're constantly sharing stuff that you can do and so on uh via our platforms i do it via you know um all the different ways i can do it um but still it's it's like so what should i eat so um yeah yeah i think people you know I think people have, you know, like they, they understand the, the foundational, you know, aspects of, of what you should eat and, you know, the things that you should stay away from. But I think that really at the end of the day, you can have as much information as as there is out there and there is nonstop information. Everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody's got a you know computer. Everybody has access to all of this information. It's really about just taking ownership of it and like saying to yourself do i really need to eat this right now am i really hungry right now will this work for me in the long term does this suit my goals or the or the path to my ultimate goal um and and recognizing that and acknowledging you know, that voice that kind of creeps up in your head that says, oh, come on, it's just, you know, it's just like a handful of chips. What's that going to do? Well, it's the snowball effect, 
right? It's a handful of chips tomorrow or today, and then it's, you know, a handful of, you know, peanut butter M&Ms the next day. And then it's just day after day, even if it's just, you know, one thing every day, that will add up. And so I think it's important to sometimes even have a mantra for yourself just to kind of keep it in the forefront, especially if you're working on a specific goal Um, or if it's something that, you know, part of your life that you do want to change, you do want to lose some weight, you do, you know, have that kind of, you know, little extra that, you know, just won't go away. It's not brain surgery to get that weight off. But it does take commitment and it does take you being a little more um, assertive with yourself and not giving yourself the pass or the sympathy every day or everybody in the office is having a piece of this, you know, why can't I? Well, because I'm working on my goal. I'm working on myself. And I think that is when you start to really, you know, take stock of who you are and you start to care a little bit about who you are in the direction of where you want to ultimately go. Yeah. <clears throat> and from from my perspective too is like um, looking at myself, um, of course it's like uh, when I said it, you need to do or you need to do but you can do uh, X meaning mm-hmm. uh, from my perspective, it doesn't matter what you do, as long as you try something. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a perfect time to mm-hmm. try something. And um, uh, as uh, if you've been trying around a lot of things, then you start to kind of understand the things that you uh, need to do. And also from my own experiences that um, it's very easy to get lazy. Uh, I'm, I, I can be very convenient and lazy when it comes to to uh, food and diet and so on. So for me, it really helps to be as black and white as possible because mm-hmm. it takes out all the, the question marks. Yeah. Um, meaning like if I'm doing intermittent fasting, there's no question mark if I can eat now or yes or no. It's right. just, okay, before this time of clock, I can eat good. Mm-hmm. After this, like, no, it's yeah. out of the window. Sorry, yeah. uh, I passed it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not like, oh, but I'm so hungry and so on. No, I'm just like, this, oh, past the window. And if I feel a bit hungry, that's mostly psychological. So uh, it's not going to hurt me. And uh, um, yeah, same thing with the foods. Like what kind of foods? Mm. Same thing for me. For me, it is like this helps if I know exactly what I need to eat, mm. what I have to eat. And the more black and white it is, and it's not like, yeah, sometimes you can do this and so on. <clears throat> that doesn't work for me. So I, I need to be a bit more, um, um, yeah, strenuous uh, with this, uh, yeah, <laughs> with my feeling. But yeah, you, you're doing something now uh, with your like diet, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm working um, with one of our coaches here, Mark, who's uh, designed a very specific plan uh, for me, which um, also coincides with you know with with how I'm training right now, and it's it's a three month um, fat loss goal, and um, I'm you know I I hit my macros every day, and yeah I have you know for me what what always helps me is I set up my environment so. 
Um, in our house, you know, we have, well, I have now multiple scales <laughs> um, and, you know, measuring spoons and measuring cups. And I keep the food in the house that I know I can eat and I can eat without um, having any kind of feeling of or any any question marks. Um, they're all foods that I know will make me stronger, healthy, healthier, better, faster, happier. Um, and they're all nutrient dense. They're all delicious. I cook them how I want to cook them. But right now I'm, yeah, it, it, it is an, an intensive plan and I have to hit an, a, a specific target every day, which not every day is, is incredibly easy. Um, because I can eat, you know, chicken and eggs till the cows come home. But when it comes to stuff like, you know, yogurt, you know, I can only eat so much of it until, you know, I can't. Um, and um, so, but I'm, I'm doing this as a short-term, um, a short-term plan to see the benefits um, and to, to feel the benefits, obviously, and to, you know, to see how, how I can, um, once the, the plan is over, how I can, you know, continue to implement these, um, these methods in my life yeah uh, i think that's again goes goes back to um trying trying something out yeah it doesn't mean that you need to do this for the rest of your life no but um yeah being curious and, mm -hmm. and trying something uh, something out really is the the key here because mm -hmm. you're going to take some some herbs from this and then next time you're going to take some other herbs and you you build up your kind of you know the stable and the um, right and i think it also just comes back to you know um something that we've talked about is that you know you make a goal and you commit to it it's like anything that we've already talked about you know or, or you know keeping your relationships it's like do you want to keep your relationships yes what do you have to do to to put in the work right and so right now i'm putting in the work of being incredibly precise um, to to meet my goal, to see how that goal feels, to see how it um, how it can exist in the greater scheme of my life. So yeah, it comes down to this kind of notion of getting your <clears throat> being being in control and showing that you're showing progress is mm -hmm. uh, like a huge um, yeah, it's very good like psychologically for us to just have something. Uh, and achieve something and mm -hmm. work on something it doesn't matter if it's your nutrition or if it's a different habit we say like uh, making your bed every day if, if that's like if you can at least do that uh, or something mm -hmm. in that, that line just um, but yeah I think right now best best time to work on your diet yeah absolutely and we can kind of segue this into our next um next topic which is training and um the the first question that i have is is um how can you keep training right now or when you're in a place where you don't have a gym available to you how can you keep going yeah so just before we uh started with the podcast here we had a vibrant discussion about training and um and motivation and stuff and um yeah it's very common that people lose their motivation when 
you know there's a lockdown or you're you're injured or um something happens in life that you know keeps you from going to the gym or going to a specific place where you used to train uh, you can't run anymore because you hit you, know, you you know you injured your foot or something like that but this is again perfect opportunity to work on other stuff mm-hmm. and um we just need to change our mindset from training outside the gym it's not going to be the same thing it's not we're not talking about like a it's not going to be the same experience of one hour training in the gym and uh we also don't there's nobody saying that you need to train for one hour or two hours or four um but most important is that you do something and um i I think this is uh, like the mindset that people need to fix and uh, i'm speaking mostly now for the regular joe is to you know get training 15 minutes a day it's gonna have a huge impact not tomorrow but you know in one year you're gonna be fucking awesome and you're gonna be a top tier fitness in your fitness compared to rest of the population just by doing something for 15 minutes and that sounds like ridiculous for someone who hasn't done it and they they are kind of well i don't believe that and so on but this is um completely true if you hit something very intensively for 15 minutes you can create a lot a lot of uh actually damage to your muscles mm-hmm. and they repair and you they get stronger and uh, you you grow um but yeah you need to have a plan for it so mm-hmm. when you start yeah if you haven't done anything before it, it doesn't make any sense for you to do max out uh whatever movement and burn yourself out um it usually leads to uh, demotivation and stuff like that but you need to start with something probably not too intense at the beginning um but we want to gradually increase the intensity to a level that's really smashing you out and um again every day doesn't have to be that but you know a couple of times a week and i'd rather prefer that putting 15 minutes to that then this like one two hours of running every day that is just a waste of time <clears throat> physiologically seen it's like yeah you're 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 stressing your heart like hell but you're you're not really working on so much so many things you're not working on you're not working on your strength you're not working on your really so much on your coordination and balance and and uh, like neurological aspects of of movement basically just running straight forward and um you can be very good at that but then as soon as we put something in in between you and the running uh, obstacle or so you're just or a weight or so mm-hmm. you're just gonna suck so i i rather see someone doing 50 minutes of sprints than a one hour of some kind of jogging uh, right. um i don't think it's it's not you know it's it's not that you should never do it but to do that like yeah i'm training five times or three times a week i jog okay it's better than nothing but um do 15 minutes of sprints instead and just save yourself that time <laughs> yeah absolutely and i think kind of to go along with that is like you know we, we come to the gym every day and like 
it's great because you have the group, you, you see your friends, whatever, and you know, you've got the workout set for you, right? You don't have to think. And, um, but there is something about this time right now where it's like you have the opportunity to be in control of how you want to design your workouts. You can be creative. You can add other aspects of, of, of your life into your workouts. You can be outside. You can, you know, do partially at home, partially outside. You can, you know, incorporate your children or your spouse and, and change the way that you would normally go about going to the gym every day or go, coming to a class every day. Um, I know it can seem daunting oh god now i have to be creative be creative you know and 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 even if you can't you can go on to crossfit.com and or or millions of websites find a 15 minute workout something that you know is body weight if you don't have the equipment at home or something that's outside um and 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 just do it and it, yeah you're right it doesn't have to be an hour to hour long session it can and it can be something that you want to do Find what you want to do. I mean, uh, basically, this is what we what we are doing is that, um, yeah, we have workouts at the gym and so on. But the main benefit of what we're doing is that we are uh, creating accountability to people. Mm -hmm. So you are committing to something. Mm -hmm. um, it is, um, you know, in one sense, it's uh, monetary. So you have to pay for something. Mm -hmm. So you actually keep to it. Uh, but then it's also the scheduling, so you need to structure yourself a bit. And um, this is, again, nothing that is super easy. Uh, f f like, I, well, statistically, it's it's very hard for people to mm -hmm. do it. Like, it's like ninety-five percent can't do it. They need to have some kind of outer uh, structure. Right. Yeah. And this is basically what the fitness industry lives from. Mm -hmm. And um, and also, like the global gyms, they 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 thrive from this because they can sell membership um, cards mm -hmm. without people using them. Mm -hmm. um, but um, if we look at more what we what we are focusing on is that again trying to get the the accountability into mm -hmm. to people and and um, understand that the the biggest benefit of someone in our gym is not um you know it's not going to be over three weeks or so on but it's it's uh, over years so mm -hmm. somebody who stays stays here and trains for 10 years uh, is gonna uh, you know extend his uh, life of course but like life quality and and all those stuff and um um, yeah, I mean, that's one of the main benefits here. But now when we don't have this opportunity to go to a gym, then we need to figure out other ways to do it. And, uh, you know, yeah, we, st we can still do that. And, and uh, we try to help uh, people with that. But, you know, that's why you can meet with your friends uh, or if you are allowed to. Or, you know, you set up a, a, um, something in your schedule with a call with a friend to mm -hmm. start something. Or you set up, uh, you know, a you contact uh, contact the coach and set up, you know, a plan with your coach, and then you have the accountability, and right. you don't have to think about, um, you know, being a, uh, being the creative and stuff like that. Um, I mean, in the best of the worlds, everyone would be that, but um, yeah, they're they're not, and um, I fall into this uh, category myself sometimes, but. Um, 
um, yeah, I, I, I try to keep, I stay committed by being the ones people committed. So that's one way I, that works for me. But I think also like something else to, to just kind of throw at you is, you know, it's like, why is training important to you in the first place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, very good. Um, so why is it important for you? So it's important for you, um, not just because of the, you know, the physical uh, performance that you can do stuff uh, and you have more options in life and you can lift anything, you can run, you can throw things and you're simply more versatile in uh, as a human being. Um, but this trickles into all the everything you do in life, right? So if you are a bank here, or you're, 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 or I don't know, you're a photographer. <laughs> uh, if you're, if you're a fucking fit photographer, you can, you can do the best photography in the world because you can get to places that nobody else can get to. Mm -hmm. You can bend in ways that nobody else can bend. <laughs> uh, you can hold your camera much longer than anyone else. You can have, you can just produce much more work mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, you know if you're uh, a counter or whatever it is basically the same thing you you're going to be able to uh, have more focus you're going to be able to uh, make better decisions faster you're going to uh, not be as lethargic you're going to yeah simply be crushing numbers faster <laughs> so um just think about like increasing your level in productivity even if it's just five percent but five percent per day over 200 days a year it's, yeah. it's a lot of extra numbers you're going to crush yeah so um yeah um that's yeah and or, or what if you know it doesn't have to be work it can be other qualities like yeah family life you um you can you know take care of your kids better you're not going to have pain you're not going to think about even obstacles yeah you They're, can climb up with your kids into the yeah jungle gyms and stuff i love doing that and it, I, sometimes i i when i go to the playground with with my kid um and i see other parents or other moms looking at me because i'm climbing up to the top with her you know a lot of moms can't do that or a lot of dads can't do that either they don't want to but a lot of the times they simply can't because they don't have the fitness they don't have the fitness and uh, i mean i think everyone can relate to this is that most grown-ups don't do it because they will feel um, stupid, looking stupid yeah. when they do it. And, you know, when you start to get more confident with yourself and your abilities yeah. and so on, you, you don't, you stop caring so much about what other people think, Yeah, which is also like a huge thing to take off yourself. It's just stop caring about whatever, what other people think about you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this goes gradually and um, yeah, it trickles down in all point parts of life for yeah. sure. Yeah, and that's a perfect segue because we're gonna talk about sleep <laughs> and how, well, why is sleep important? Let's just start there. Um, <clears throat> well, sleep is important. Uh, uh, they don't, uh, well, we kind of know, but we also kind of don't know, but mm -hmm. Um, we know that if a person has impaired sleep, they perform less. And that's also in, in sports and all kind of neurological activity. 
and you know this uh, we know this by just tracking people in study groups and you put them uh, you know you just cut their sleep with 10 minutes and they're gonna perform less uh, and then there's this notion however out there that like but we're different I can operate on maybe five hours and you need seven and so on and it's that's not true so mm. there is like um, a very small percentage of people that can operate on like six hours and 34 minutes mm -hmm. and everything below that they're their performance goes mm -hmm. down however like six and a half hours <clears throat> is kind of okay for them but that's like a super super small percentage so for you to be in that group it's you have basically the same chance of having a like a flight accident or something like that it, it's you're you're one in a millions of millions that uh, might be in this group and then we have um you know the normal people we most of us need seven and a half hours really and if we don't well science is clear like you will perform less yeah i mean i sleep between eight and a half to nine hours a night and um it's great and i know that i feel it the nights that i don't sleep like that mm. um and i i feel it the next day in the gym or i just feel yeah just not my best self and so my question is is it, if you were to change your sleeping habits um and let's say gave yourself an extra hour of sleep how specifically will, will your life improve or change um so one thing of course is that people having problems with their weight mm -hmm. they will have an easier time to get off uh, those extra kilos or pounds um, because the hormones also just go completely out of whack when you don't sleep enough mm -hmm. and um, so that's one thing so again your your performance will go up mm -hmm. um, your uh, you know overall um, recovery and so on in training and so on will go up not just during sleep but actually during the day um, your memory uh, will improve or improve it will be get normalized I guess meaning you will be less forgetful mm -hmm. and um, um, yeah having more focus being more less distracted and stuff like that so um, this is kind of uh, one one yeah for sure a key point this is, is uh, the multitude of effect you get out of that so without the sleep you really uh, which I, I see is probably the foundation of first you have to sleep well and then you have to feed yourself well and then mm. you need to train and that's kind of the order you need to operate in um, you can kind of sleep less but you will get less out of nutrition but less out of the training yeah. So let's say there's somebody that just want you know wants to you know decides okay I need to sleep an extra hour. What's like the first thing that they can do to just start? How can they just start? They they're they're ready. They're mm -hmm. able to do it. What what would you say is like kind of a a good um, yeah first kind of step into into just sleeping longer? Um, well, it's basically you have to set a rule where mm -hmm. you say 
it is 10 a.m. Uh, 10 p.m. is bedtime, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if I sleep or not. Um, meaning, for some people, it becomes stressful to know that oh, I need to sleep at 10. Um, so basically, what you want to do is set a rule. If it's 9:30 or 10 p.m. or 9 p.m., uh, you just need to set your rule, and uh, basically everything that is has to be done before you try to do it before but if you don't manage to do it it happens next day and it doesn't matter what it is of course like if it if your house is on fire and so on then you can put out the fire um and this is the reason why we have this flexibility in our sleep too like we get kids and so on we need to have this mm -hmm. flexibility of having impaired sleep and and so on, and still op being able to o uh, operate but um but yeah, otherwise, like for a normal, normal day, if it's, you know, you didn't manage to watch the Netflix, whatever, to the end, like doesn't matter. Uh, even like you, you didn't manage to, um, I don't know, clean all the dishes or so on. Like, yeah, uh, you do it tomorrow and then yeah. try to figure out tomorrow how you can do that faster. Um, but just trying to be uh, very okay with it to just, mm -hmm. I can let things go at now mm -hmm. and uh, then go to bed and, and spend time in bed uh, even though if you're not sleeping that's also okay mm -hmm. you just need to have a break from the world and that's totally okay like all the problems outside it's also okay to uh, f forget them for this moment yeah and there can be very a lot of like stressful things going on like uh, right now if you look at this pandemic and lockdowns and so on I, I assume a lot of people are you know stressed out as hell like and even in the, like in these points there might be uh, situations where you would say this is the time I, I need to neglect my sleep to, so I don't go under mm -hmm. again if your house is on fire you need to put out the fire but um, otherwise um if you can you you will still say i do that tomorrow right i used to say a lot yeah okay i'll sleep when i'm dead but like now no i i do prioritize my sleep just because um i know i know how important it is um especially you know kind of you know being you know doing crossfit every day it's like you know you do need it and you do feel the difference when you have it versus when you don't have it. Um, and this this is um, this kind so, of... So how do you do it? Um, I have a routine, obviously. <laughs> I have a routine for everything. But um, uh, once we get our daughter to bed, I kind of do like a once-over of the house. And, um, and I, I just, you know, I get into bed and I have my tea and... Um, my my husband okay i don't want to i don't want to throw him under the bus but i will um <laughs> he likes to you know watch a show at night um but i you know i've been reading at night and um even if i get through a paragraph because re if i'm in bed reading it's not going to last very long but i just you know a paragraph a few good sentences put my book down and i go to sleep i don't wear the headphones at night i you know I, I, you know, turn off electronics um, and I just, you know, read a paragraph and close my eyes and go to sleep. 
And I think, you know, at first it was it, it, it was uncomfortable and your mind is racing and you want to like turn over and, and look at the TV and see what he's watching. But I just, you know, I just forced myself to just, and then like that, I'm asleep. <laughs> so mm-hmm. thankfully I'm a good sleeper, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can speak from my, my perspective is that I'm not, I'm not close to being a good sleeper. I, I was never a good sleeper. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I know the struggles of, of, of that point of view of not getting to bed at time. And, and um, for me, I feel uh, so my, my hardest thing is that I'm, I'm the most creative at night uh, in, in the evening. And um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this is only a story I'm telling myself mm-hmm. or if it's just this, um, this time of the day where I actually have my time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, all other hours are just busy with, um, you know, having uh, a lot of things coming from outside. People trying to reach you, call you, text you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have meetings and so on. And, um, um so at night time it's usually like the only time where it is like there's nothing from outside that needs to be or <clears throat> i could say i can i can shut down yeah. at, at 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 eight or nine but this is the time where i you know get creative then because there's no pressure in doing those anything so i can even <clears throat> i can even sit like at my couch table i never sit on the couch anymore so i'm usually sitting on the floor and um i can just have a piece of paper in front of me and i maybe put down one word mm-hmm. and sometimes i just come up with like all different ideas and i'm getting excited and i need to complete them yeah. uh, but um um yeah so from, from from talking from that experience i know how hard it is to turn off <clears throat> and um but i also know the benefits of uh doing it and actually turning off and just say it's it's okay and uh i don't need to have this window i don't need to do do this because i will create new opportunities for those so yeah um yeah so um i think yeah you need to anyhow figure out your habit yeah i mean and it doesn't have to be a super structured routine but it has to be something that you can you know somewhat rely on and um you don't have to read an entire chapter read a few paragraphs or a paragraph and it just yeah and yeah the benefit is now like i I never have to think about will i fall asleep because i can basically just turn turn on the sleep button anytime so yeah um yeah if i try to read in bed it's i I can stay with the same page for two months Mm -hmm. nothing happens yeah (laughs) Yeah. so going into our next topic which is is a little bit similar but it's um rest and recovery yeah uh exactly so uh one big part of training is uh recovery so you need to have enough recovery uh for yourself to actually build yourself up and uh, it's very common that people um, think that they have to do more and more and more mm-hmm. to burn more and more and more calories or whatever it is. <clears throat> but uh, it's, it's actually disabling themselves and they're just adapting themselves to to just 
this overload of work and you're not really peaking in any sense like you're not if we say uh, like a crossfit workout if you're doing two crossfit workouts a day you're not really peaking at any of them because mm-hmm. you're not putting the absolute max effort in any of them then so um there um there is um like less is more uh, when it comes to that and you need to have that amount of recovery in between and science is pretty uh you know good at that too so you can see people that rest less um after training hard training the, the, their numbers gonna start to decrease and you see this in weightlifting you see this in endurance and um, and at one point you will simply break and the body breaks because it doesn't have time to heal because when you train hard what you're doing you're breaking your body down so right. your muscles are breaking your your tissues are breaking down and but in the repair of those tissues that's when you get strong mm-hmm. but if you are constantly just trashing your muscles and it barely keeps up Mm -hmm. uh, recovering um your muscles will not get stronger or faster Uh, and at some point something will break and this is what happens with like high performance athletes they need to be on this like thin line of where it kind of almost breaks Mm -hmm. and at some point it usually also does so it they're they're yeah it breaks and they need to step back and maybe their career is over Mm -hmm. and for normal people uh, this is obviously um, nothing you want to strive for Um, but I think it's also you need to also be there um, and not be too comfortable either but you need to allow yourself to also say it's a fine to be to recover mm-hmm. um, you don't have to stress about it and especially in this situation with lockdowns and so on mm-hmm. you don't have to be the best weightlifter right now mm-hmm. like that there's no you can still work on stuff for that like work on your mobility that will make you a better weightlifter but right uh, but uh, yeah there are so so much simple things we can work on that will benefit ourselves after a lockdown but um yeah um be be careful with that but um uh, obviously also understand that um uh, the recovery rate is going to be different if you're beginning training or Mm -hmm. if you've been training a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, well i'm always i'm also always curious about you know active recovery and how how active is your recovery? So, I mean, is and I guess it's all relative, but, you know, for some, an active recovery is a 5K, right? After maybe doing a day, the day before doing, like, like a Murph workout or one of the hero workouts. Um, so how do you measure, you know, how do you appropriately gauge your kind of, act, your, your active recovery? Mm-mm uh yeah i mean basically what you what they say is like okay active recovery is kind of just getting your heart beat up slightly mm-hmm. to 110 120 beats mm-hmm. a minute maybe <clears throat> and if you're going above that you're simply starting to stress your body mm-hmm. and your recovery will like, get less yeah. effective okay. so this is kind of something i i <laughs> I'm frowning when I'm seeing like some athletes, uh, CrossFit athletes, 
like oh, I hit my PR now and it's active rest day like boom and yeah. like that's not active rest now yeah yeah <laughs> and, and you can yeah I mean you, you can do that and so on but um you will definitely there's there's like the the other side of the coin the price you need to pay for that mm-hmm. will uh, usually come but again sometimes you you want to be here on on that kind of uh not edge but you want to touch it sometimes and unfortunately sometimes we break and sometimes these like breaks also are good for us right because we need to recalibrate and understand that i was wrong Mm -hmm. i need to refigure my training my nutrition yeah um but obviously you don't want uh, like no coach wants you to break that's like um meaning that you get out of training and you you fall apart and you get into depression or whatever like no yeah i think like it's like what's the cost Yeah. yeah all right Let's get into our um, final topic, which is mindfulness. Uh, yes. So the uh, the head again, and I, I was a bit into this when when we were talking about sleep, and it's the uh, mindfulness as I see it is. Uh, I mean, I've, I've taken a lot of this from Sam Harris, who who is a American philosopher, and um, he. He speaks a lot about, you know, what's the cost of being uh, unfocused mm-hmm. and being lost in thought, mm-hmm. um, which is like very common. It happens to everyone. Even if you're like a Zen Buddhist, you will also be lost in thought. Mm-hmm. But it's the awareness of, am I lost in thought? And then kind of be able to snap back. Mm-hmm. And the more you practice this, of course, you're going to be more and more focused on whatever task you're doing, whatever goal you're working on. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not constantly just distracted by stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is a, a, like a huge thing to, to work on, um, to being more mindful if it's about your feelings, everything. And, and being able to... Um, to do that is like a skill uh, as as reading right so if if you can read you will be be able to do that for the rest of your life and um, same thing with mindfulness if you're able to uh, understand yourself and everything around around your mind you will have an extra tool and Mm -hmm. when it comes down to anything in life it's actually your mind that is the most important. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing in life, all the experiences you have, good, bad, they're in your side, your mind. Meaning, mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you want to be more happy, feel mm-hmm. more fulfilled, you need to be in control of your head. Mm-hmm. It, it's not about how much money you have on your bank account. Mm-hmm. It's not about your car. It's right. mean, it's uh, it's about um, the signals inside your brain. Mm-hmm. So you can even be delusional in that sense that you can be happy uh, you know swimming in in, uh, in, in the sewers and right. uh, but basically being able to control your mind to that extent mm-hmm. um, um, it's your choice mm-hmm. and um, uh, I, I like the idea from like uh, Viktor Frankl who wrote uh, 
uh, uh, was a man in search of, hap- uh, of what's it called? Uh, oh, blanked on the, on, on the name of the book, but um, yeah, man searching for meaning. I think it's uh, the title. Uh, and uh, basically, he was in this uh, concentration camp, and he was in solitary, only himself. He got uh, harassed by the guards every day, tortured, and so on. But um, he he made an active choice of not yeah. get break, broken down. Right. And because he understood. They can take my body, they can do everything, but in my, inside my head, I'm in control. Right. Nobody will control that. Right, right. And the same thing we can do uh, in, in our everyday life. We don't have to be in a concentration camp to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I agree with you. Yeah, our, our mind can do um, incredibly powerful things, and it can, if we give ourselves permission to, to, um, not allow all this, you know, self chatter and self talk and and um, and excuses to kind of dictate the decisions we make. Um, then we can live pretty fulfilled and we can feel more empowered. And um, but I also want to, and maybe this is another podcast um, episode um, that you know, in a way, like we are only like. We can only observe our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. Um, and, you know, the, really like the, the, the power that we have is, is the, pow- the power to react on what our mind is, you know, saying. Mm. Right. But I think that goes into another, <laughs> an, another day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but uh, definitely your, um, it comes down to kind of, uh, will, um, uh, free will or free not will, yeah and, um if you have it or not and mm-hmm. um but basically you how you react that's kind of the point of it like how you to react to anything is your choice mm-hmm. and also you want to be in a place where you're not reacting but right. rather being proactive so, yeah yeah uh, meaning you already know kind of what's going to happen yeah <laughs> you can anticipate yeah yeah all right well that was everything that was you know what we what we wanted to share with you today so um yeah uh, cool (laughs) yeah we have to rush for our second meeting now yeah we're already late damn it okay um yeah thanks for listening watching uh and uh thank you yeah thank you rebecca see you next time bye bye (laughs)